0: Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Toleric Community Church. So some of you look at that video and are like, wow, let's get all motivated, quick adopters, have something in your mind to do. The other side of that is going, are you serious? Oh, man, you know, it creates a tension, this video. It creates a, a feeling as if like, I have to do something. And, and in, in tracking with this... Uh, the good life. I mean, we have we have this idea in, in the world that what the good life looks like, but we're talking about the good life in Jesus Christ and what it means to be a faithful follower and, and what that life looks like, and and so there's this tension in our life with with what the world wants us to do and and what feels comfortable in a way and this tension that's created by what God calls us to do, and so th- that's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Our scripture comes from James 4, 13 through 17, and inside your bulletin is uh, the sermon notes, and there's just one question on there. It says, what is God asking you to do? <clears throat> and so some of you look at a video like that and think, I, I know what I need to do, and some are like pretty unclear and have no idea what to do. And so so you could take some notes on here, But but the big thing I want you to do is, is if it's not in this place this week as you're driving down the road as you're going about your daily life is is really consider what God is asking you to do and write it down on this piece of paper you know it's cool if you have something by the end of the service but you know it, take some time and pray about this what is God asking you to do so let me pray and then we'll begin here Lord, I just thank you that you gather us to t- together in this place, Lord, to uh, come and hear your word, Lord. I pray that um, it would be alive and active in our lives, Lord. Just uh, keep it on our hearts and minds this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said, the scripture this morning comes from James 4, 13 through 17. So I'll, I'll read it. This is God's word to us this morning. It says this, now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city or that spend a year there carry on business and make money why or why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you ought to say if it is if it is the lord's will we will live and do this or that as it is, you boast and you brag. All such boasting is evil. Anyone, then, who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm going to begin with a, a little illustration, and this is a, a person I like. And uh, I know he's Catholic, but I still like this guy. Um, his name, his original name was uh, Joseph Wooster. Joseph Wooster. And he was born in Belgium. He was born to a, a, a corn broker. It, it, his family brokered corn in the Netherlands. And, um, and so he grew up in, a, in a, a fairly middle-class family. And all of his, his uh, siblings, his brothers and sisters, went on to be in ministry. And it was no exception for him as well. He uh, felt a call to ministry and so went to a seminary in, in Belgium. After he completed his training, he was uh, stationed in Hawaii. Ooh, tough job, huh? Kind of like Oceanside, huh? So, connection there, yeah. So, he's, he's, he's headed to Hawaii. He, he serves his time there, um, becomes a, a, a father, and he's, he's placed in charge of a district, an area of, of islands and, and places around the Hawaiian Island area. With he himself being based in Oahu, and so as, as he's looking at his district, he notices the island of Molokai, and clear on the one peninsula of p- peninsula of Molokai is <clears throat> excuse me is a leopard a leper colony, and if you know anything about leprosy, it's a horrible disease, and this would have been like the late mid to late eighteen hundreds when uh, when um, this father was uh, serving in Hawaii. And back then they thought this was a very uh, contagious disease. And so they chose to, to isolate people with that disease. And you, and you can imagine in the island of Hawaii being isolated for hundreds and hundreds of years, these new people coming in on ships. I mean, disease came in and just ruined the population. And so to kind of curtail that, they saw leprosy and went, ooh, we need to get rid of these people. And so... This colony was established, and it grew to like 600 people. And, and as it grew, you know, the, the, the population of Hawaii decided to take care of them in a way. So they would send a ship every so often and dump off some food at a certain location, and those people would come and get it, you know, but still remaining isolated. And so v- Father Damien's looking over his district and sees Molokai and sees this, uh, this colony there. And there's no priest there. There's, there's no one serving them. There's no one. He doesn't even know what's going on. And so, so the group gets together and decides someone needs to go there. And, and you can imagine with them thinking that this is a contagious disease, that whoever goes there is writing their death sentence. And so Father Damien volunteers. He says, I'm going to go. I'm going to go there. And he makes his way there, and his heart breaks. You see, because... Leprosy doesn't kill everybody and so so there's families there. There's there's normal looking people there and they have nothing. They get food, but that's about it. And so he devotes, he ends up devoting his life and, and becomes Father Damien. And he establishes schools there. He establishes hospitals. He makes life livable in this terrible disease. And One day, too, he was pouring some boiling water into his teacup, and the water spilled on him, this boiling hot water, and he didn't flinch a bit. That's the sign that leprosy is in you as well. You lose all feeling in an area, And, and, and that's what you end up dying from. You don't die from the disease of leprosy. You die because I can't feel anything. I'm cutting fruit, and I cut my hand, and it gets infected. And so Father Damien, you know, even even when he was diagnosed with the sickness, continued to bring health, life to that colony. That's what God called him to do. There's a lot of tension in that, you know. He ended up giving his life for what God called him to do. Let me read this part of the scripture again. We'll go through it. It says, now, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this city or that. Spend a year, carry on business, and make money. It doesn't sound like a bad thing, you know? I, I don't think God wants us to not do business, to not think ahead, to not plan. But, but there's a tension in here. There's a tension that, that James is cr- trying to create. And that's one of pride. I mean... I look at the last couple weeks of families going through loss. I go yesterday to a funeral and I hear an amazing story of a life. Of a life that has transferred faith to to those that have followed. A life that has glorified God. And, you know, it was a life that, that was fairly long. You know, we look at somebody like that and go oh, it was a good life you know it was a painful process at the end a- and we know we know what's going to happen with that person we know the glory that will continue from there we know, we have the hope of what is to come but it's still a tough one we don't want to say goodbye even in the pain even in the suffering even in what's going on it, it's horrible. But we do not want to let go. A lot of times, you know, we just don't want to say goodbye. In the same sense, too, we can't plan the future. I mean, we have an instance like that. And then a, a couple weeks ago, too, we had a couple highway patrolmen near Kingsburg get up in the morning. Jump in their cars, normal morning. Basic call, hey, there's a wreck in the freeway. They come flying in. It was not where... It was supposed to be. They flipped their car. Two, two guys are dead. Families left behind. What's going on with that? You know, loss. We can't plan. We, we don't know what is going to happen this day. Every day is a gift from God. And that's the way we have to look at it. As, as believers, as people who follow the way of Jesus Christ, we have another hope. And, and, and things don't always go the way we plan. And we don't know day to day what's going to happen. But what we, have to, but we do know is we need to trust in God. And, and so, the, so James is creating this tension here. It, it's not that business is bad. We'll go back to the text here. It's, it's how we go about that. It says this, why, do, why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? Our life is in God's hand. I love this illustration of, of a mist. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. I mean, being a hunter, I've been in meadows, on the edges of meadows, and seen like the mist settle in the morning. You know, you're, you get out there when it's still dark, and you settle in, and, and the light comes, in, and you can just see the mist kind of hanging over this meadow, you know, or even over in the water sometimes in the morning. You know, And it's a beautiful sight. And, and as the sun rises and the heat comes, it's like there one minute and gone the next. And there's just no trace. I mean, miss, there's no, I can't taste it. I can't smell it. I can't feel it. Once it's gone, it's just gone. That's how fleeting our life is. And it says this, here's, here's where the kicker is. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this. Or do that. The Lord's will. We pray that Lord's prayer. Your, your kingdom come. Your will be done. This is what James is trying to talk about. This is the key point that's that's just run through, That's running through all of James is about humility. There's always this contrast between what we want to do, this pride, and what God calls us to do in humility. To recognize that even, even though life is so fleeting, he has a purpose in that, that. That when we humbly acknowledge God's sovereignty, God's power in our life, that it's all about humility. And the opposite of that is pride, thinking, mm, I know what I can do. So, so when we read this first part about doing business in another town, it's about making plans on our own. It's about not including God in that saying, this is what I'm going to do. I don't don't need you, God, because I've got it all planned out. I can can figure this thing out myself. And that in turn points to this next scripture here where it says, As it is, you boast and you brag. If we translate that word boast, it's it's not a word we use very often, but when you look it up in the Greek, it, it translates directly into pride. It's saying, I know better than God. I know what I need to be about and what I need to be doing. And then we close up with this part here. It says, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. So we move from like, you know, it's not about you. It's about God and making plans to saying, I mean, it it just gets bumped up a few notches here by saying, if you don't do what God's called you to do, you're sinning. These are pretty harsh words. I mean, that creates a lot of tension in me now. You know. And then you're going, well, how, what, what am I supposed to do? How, how do I know God's will? How do I live my life then? You know, There's a lot of things going on. How, how do we figure this out? Well, there's some key pieces, I think, that are relevant here. And that is to know Scripture. I mean, this word... This book is not just a book that sits on our shelf and we just kind of pull it out. Oh, cool. This is the way I should live. This word is living and active. This word was given a long time ago and spoke then, spoke power, spoke power then, and it does the same to us today. Living and active word. You know, another piece too, in the Reformed Church we have creeds and confessions and we think these are just... This is, we're talking hundreds of years ago. This stuff's like ancient. You know, it belongs on a shelf. These are gifts that were written to us a long time ago and can still continue to give life. Listen to this one. This is Heidelberg 1, question and answer. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong, body, soul, in life and death to my Savior, Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to the outcome a little farther down. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to follow him. Huge qualifier in there. Through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, We'll push back and look at Jesus' life here. We, we often look at this thing front and center in our churches all the time as it should be. But a lot of times we fixate on the cross and we look to the resurrection all the time missing the life of Jesus Christ and what that meant. I mean, here's, here's, a, here's a guy, I know he's the son of God, but he lived his life in such a way that that he was continually seeking the will of the Father through prayer. Continually, we see him on his knees seeking the will of the Father. And in order to do the Father's will, the Holy Spirit empowers him to do that work. And so if we understand that that if we are in Christ, that that power God is giving Christ is also extended to us through the Holy Spirit. That's a huge thing. You know, it's not like I'm just stumbling through my life going oh, you know, this is, I don't don't know what to do and stuff. If we are seeking God's will, if we are in prayer on our knees, reading this living and active word, that the the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be with us too. It helps us live a life that looks a little different, a life that's always in tension. And that action that comes out of that is, is, is faith. This tension between pride and humility is faith. What, what I want to do, what God's calling me to do, and going right in the middle, I, I, can, I can only see so far, God. All I do is wake up, and I don't know what's going to happen two minutes from now. But I'm trusting in you to take care of me. I've got a little video here kind of illustrates this.
1: Thing. Now faith is confidence through what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see.
0: Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in sight of God and man. Don't let anyone look down upon you because you are young but set an example for the
1: believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity.
0: been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself Because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone. Who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written. The righteous will live by faith. So the outcome of that is faith. You know, Many of you have heard the story of us. <laughs> yep, it's time for a drink. So many of you have heard our story, following God in faith doing this church planning thing. few months ago I'm sitting here looking at God going what in the world are you calling us to do I'm at a point in my life where I should be on cruise control where it's like find a a really good job somewhere and and just you know hang out you know continue life and 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 be cool with it and and God's going I'm asking you to do a big shift here and I'm not only asking you to leverage everything you have for this venture I'm asking you to trust me in a big way. That, that, that security that you were kind of banking on, I need you to trust me for that. You know, we've had, I had an interesting story that first day we kind of put this out there. Um, you know, just people willing to support it like that. You know, I'm sitting there going, God, I don't even know. Should, you know, you, you feel embarrassed asking you know, for for prayer, for not for prayer, but just you know, financial support and stuff like that. And then, you know, God's going, trust me, trust me, trust me, and and an affirmation of that, just like that. I mean, we, we did the first service, we spoke to you guys, and and someone went home, drove all the way to their house, came back, and says, I I really want to support what you're doing. You know, and I'm I'm grateful for that. But but through all that too, I, I see God just His faithfulness. In, in everything. He's going, just just trust me in this. Just, just believe that I am God, you know, because I, I think I want, you know, I'm, I've got a plan. I want to do this. And he's going, no, no. All I need you to do is have that faith piece, and, and so, so realize this tension this morning inside of that is faith. It's flanked by pride over here of what I think I need to do. I, I need to play God here, and, and what God's asking me to do you know and and inside that is that that tension that that's faith there and so heed that warning you know because joy God's grace is found in venturing out there you know to not do what he's calling you to do you're the loser in that you're you're going to miss the great things that God's got for you I mean, we could go down to Oceanside and everything will just could crash and burn. But you know what? Right from the beginning, I've seen God's faithfulness in, in, okay, do this. Okay, I'm going to provide for you. Okay. And it's like, dude, I've seen so much in that. So much. That it's like, okay, there's a track record going there. This tells about the track record. You know? When when you ride on this sometime... I need you guys to show this to somebody, what God is calling you to do, because that's part of living in that tension in that middle part of faith. When you say, wow, you know, I've heard some of your stories. Some of it includes just a huge life change. You know, I was tracking this way and God's calling me over here now. You know, it could be subtle. It could be a job change. It could be just a little nudge. You know, that neighbor... You always see drinking beer on his porch. Maybe you just need to go and talk with him. You know, say, hey, what's up? You know, maybe it's however that looks for you. I can't define that. That's why I want you to put something on here. And here's the big thing. It's on the back. tried to write it as big as I could. Humbly do this. So in prayer... In reading scripture and trusting in God, do what God's called you to do. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning, Lord. I thank you just for the tension you do create in our life. Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, as we we go about our day today, you would just keep on creating more and more tension, Lord. If you haven't already, place something on our heart Lord, many of us know. Lord, sometimes we're, some of us even know, and even in this time, we, we fight against what you are calling us to do. Lord, just give us a sign, Lord. Lord, uh, help us to, uh, to humbly follow your way. Pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.